On March 30th, primaries are going to be held for the special election to fill the Anderson County Council District 2 seat left vacant by the passing of Gracie Floyd. There are seven Democratic candidates who are vying for the seat and one Republican. The Anderson Observer interviewed each candidate this week, asking the exact same questions and allowing as much time as the candidates desired to answer. I'm releasing these interviews in a series of special podcasts to make it easier to listen to each one. The podcasts are in alphabetical order. And next up is David Standard. Just for people who don't know you, David, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I've uh, been here about all my life, except for two years I moved down to South Florida. But uh, I was raised up in a family business, uh, Standard Construction. Granddad started in 63, and uh, so I was taught business from a early standpoint in life, and I just carried that on through and become successful on the automotive side. And do you have any experience in politics at all? Well, no, you know, when I ran last time, besides going to the meetings and I'd say you want a lot of people say yes, but, you know, I call it self politics where you just, you know, you keep up with what's going on. Um, no dummy to politics. Um, I'm a strong believer in that everything in politics needs to be run like a business because it is a business. And in order to, uh, to be able, I think, to be able to budget things and do things accordingly, you got to be a business-minded person to be able to do it. And I know the answer to this because I've seen you there, but have you attended uh, county council meetings? Oh, yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> uh, how long have you lived in District 2? Um, well, I was raised up basically in District 2, and then, um, of course, got married, moved away. I've moved back in District 2 to... Uh, 2012, I believe. Yeah, yeah, 2012. And at what point did you decide you want to run for county council? Well, actually, it was, it was about uh, six years ago. Um, I'd actually thought about it because the more I got riding around and seeing things and I was getting involved with the community, it just seems like nothing was getting done. And... Um, Grace and I, we didn't see eye to eye politics-wise on being one Democrat and one Republican. But outside of that, I think her and I really got along. Uh, we laughed, we shared a few laughs, and uh, we kind of had the same ideas. But I just, she's built a great platform. I just think that that platform needs to be extended and made better. Um, but yeah, for seeing, the, there's no businesses down here. There's a lot of drug activities. There's a lot of gang violence. Uh, there's nothing, my heart goes out to these kids because there's nothing for them to do. And they get involved with these gangs because there's no mentorships, there's no parks, there's no place for them to go. But you have plenty of dilapidated houses which harbor this that kind of activity. And you have the meals and stuff that really run down like or meal, which it was a crime-infested prostitute area. And, you know, I stepped up and went over there with those guys and people in the community, like Larry Bright, who ran against me. Uh, him and I teamed up with Billy Vickery, and we uh, helped orchestrate the sale when Ed Browder bought that place a little over a year ago. And then Russell Moats, we got him, you know, we talked with him. He wound up buying it. He's over cleaning it up. And But first, the first thing first is uh, Billy, Larry, and myself went over with our tractors and started cleaning that up. So mainly wanted to get into politics. It's time to clean this area up. You know, we, 
I always say we're a bunch of we're district two is beautiful on the outside. Um, well, I mean, within the inside of us, the outside doesn't reflect a lot because of how forest went down. But we are beautiful on the outside, and I believe that we can all come together and change district two. And I would love to see it become a model area, not just in our county, but throughout the state. That if those people, where people can see, well, if those people come together and done this, we can too to make a difference. And you just answered part of this question, David. What what are the three biggest challenges facing District Two right now? Uh, well, the drugs, and there is some added prostitution and. Uh, Lack of opportunity, basically. And I, I think what contributes to all the problems is the lack of opportunity. There's nobody wanting to build down here. And I'll give you an example. Is, uh, someone put it on Facebook this morning that they uh, they was moving to the town and they was wanting um, to find out about some area. And the only thing I've seen on there, beware of Homeland Park. Stay away from Homeland Park. And that's sad that a lot of people look at our community like that. And it ain't, and we're we're the alphabet streets, but District Two covers a very a lot of well, just about everything in the city almost, and it goes up through Belton. You know, I'm pretty sure you know where it's at. But mm -hmm. we're it's not just Homewood Park, but everybody considers that area. Don't go there because you're gonna get robbed. You're gonna you know, you property values, and we can change it, and we are going to change it. Even if I don't get elected, I'm not stopping what I've been doing. And what about the priority of Broadway Lake? Is that a priority if you? Well, if we don't do something about Broadway Lake, it's going to wind up in parts of it turning into a creek. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that last time in the election, and I think Miss Floyd wound up realizing she made a mistake at the time. But uh, Cooper Sand and Gravel, I actually had offered to come over there and dig that out for free as long as they got sand and she, but she wanted to know how much the county was going to make off the sand they was going to sell so he backed out of it. Well right now there's been so many changes in regulations as far as the EPA and environmental and all that stuff that the water that they pull out of Broadwood Lake it has to go back in there cleaner than it went in which I don't understand because you're just feeding the fish and uh, so it's going to cost millions and if we don't get involved and try to find some grants to fix that a lot of them people are going to lose a lot of money and value of their homes because of it. So, yeah, it is a, it is a priority. Every, there's a lot of priorities in our district. And so I can't, I can't say one's more important than the other because, they, to me, they're, very, they're all important. If I get elected, then the first thing is it, going to be majority of everything. But it's to, there's a lot of things i got to work on that's been neglected. And Broga Lake is definitely one of them because I hate to see people lose their property value down there because it's, it's a creek. Some places ain't the three or four foot deep now. Are, are there other countywide issues you'd like to address if you're elected? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's been some, you know, there's some things as far as when it comes to taxes. Um, I think we need to look in, in the taxes and how we do our taxes. Uh, you take people who own a home, you pay a certain percentage, but if you own a home and you rent it out, then you're paying almost double that. Now, I, I honestly don't feel that that's fair. Um, even though some landlords are charging way too much, I think we need to have equal taxes all the way across the board. And, and then on top of it is also the uh, the roads. Our roads suck. And it's, 
we don't there's no money in the in the budget to fix these roads so somehow or another we got to figure out how we're going to fix these roads because they're tearing up cars left and right and it doesn't look good on us as a whole not just my my community and district but anderson together it doesn't look good when people come through us and they, they dodge in potholes and stuff and we need to take that's we need to take better pride in our area so we need to figure out how we're going to come up with funding and majority of fix these roads that's got to be done would you favor a vehicle fee i'm not opposed to a vehicle fee and but i, I will be honest with you when you throw out a vehicle fee out there, people just think of higher taxes. And um, it is a little bit higher, but they're not, you got to, the county has, I know, and I'm not putting down administration or anything in there because I love them all to death. I think they do great. But you got to educate people and you got to let them know what that money's being spent for and how it's being spent. And I think they need to be more open and people, it needs, I guess in layman's terms, they should be able to get on the website just within seconds and see where money is being spent on a monthly basis and what it went to. And when they do, when they, some of them are able to find it, they can't understand it. It needs to be in layman's terms. So a vehicle fee is not really that bad because it's not that expensive and it will fix the roads. Will it fix all of them? I doubt it. So we got got if there's ways we can get the money from the government and the state to try to help us fix our roads and maintain them because they we fell way behind on. Them. What about a hospitality tax? Do you think that's a good idea? In the unincorporated well, areas, obviously, it's already in the city. Most of your districts already got it. Yeah. Um, well. I say yes and no. It's a double-edged sword there. If it's not used properly, no, it's it's not worth the crap. And I don't feel like it is being utilized and used pro uh, properly. And a lot of residents don't. The only thing they hear is, you know, we're we raising taxes, raising taxes. And, you know, like I said, the biggest thing is educating them on where this money is going. I'm opposed to raising any taxes. I don't like taxes at all and i think we need to lower some taxes but i do understand that as time goes on you got to raise the taxes a little bit because how are you going to fix everything and you know and i was talking with someone before you got the school who's got a penny set i mean a penny tax on you know that they've raised up and they've raised all this money to do all these things for this school and i think that needs to stop if we're gonna have, if you do a penny sales tax increase over two years, it would fix every road in Anderson. That's how much money a penny would generate. And I don't think the people would have a problem spending an extra penny if they knew that their money was being spent wisely and for that purpose. Not say, hey, well, there's that money over here. Let's take it out from here and let's put it over here. And that's part of being transparency. Raising taxes is bad in everybody's eyes, including myself. But if I knew where it was being used properly, I may would not have a problem. So I don't think we need to raise tax. I think we need to get rid of the school tax and start using that one percent. I mean, that one penny for our public roads and safety. Do you think you'll be able to work well with other council members if you're elected? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm an easy guy to work with. Um, 
and uh, I like figuring out solutions to things. And you know, I I I like all of them. Um, and like I said, it, it's you got to be a business-minded person to be able to be a council member, in my opinion. Um, it ain't so much as education that makes you a business person. It's being common sense. It's having common sense. Um, and not forgetting that you once at one time was not a council person. You was just a regular citizen. And you got to remember that. When you, but, yeah, I, I think working with them would be, uh, I think would be fine. I honestly think they could adapt to some of my ideas to help me. I think I can pull them along in my favor to help revitalize District 2 because District 2 is Anderson. It's just been forgotten. And we got to make entire Anderson be worthy of just like the north end, make the south end just like the north end. Well, what else have I not asked you that you want people to know about you as a person? Well, you know, I'm... A, I think I'm a pretty easy getting along person. Um, and when I go out to try to tackle something, I tackle it head on and I want to see results. Um, yeah, I'm like anybody else, I want to see the results immediately. But I think, it, you know, it does take time. But I'm a person when it, when it comes to the average people, I think we all need to be educated to where our money's being spent on and I think it needs to be very transparent. So I am a very transparent guy. Um, it may upset some council members, and it may not, but I believe firmly that we should give reports in our district at least you know, once a month or every two weeks about where we stand in our district, what money do we have in our district, what money has been spent in the past since the last time I've talked to them. So I'm a... I guess you can say I'm a person that's very transparent and willing to work. It doesn't matter um, if you're a Democrat or Republican. It doesn't matter if you're white or black. We're all equal, and we can work together to make our area become the area that it needs to be. And like I said, I'll work hard to make our area a model for not just Anderson, but throughout, it, throughout the state. And I definitely want to see mentorship for some of these kids to get them off the street and start letting them see how much they are worth as humans. And you can continue following the Anderson Observer podcast, News from People You Trust, to hear the other interviews of the candidate seeking the office of County Council District 2.